Welcome back to another episode of my dealing with the fucking horrendous psychiatric system of the UK as it happens from the front lines. I'm currently detained in Signet Hospital um, in Western Supermare now. I was transferred here from Signet Hospital, Taunton. There is widespread corruption in these private hospitals. They are exploiting the NHS by charging extremely high amounts of money for patients and providing extremely low quality care to these patients. Um, in Taunton, I was a victim of physical and sexual abuse. Um, to summarize, I was physically bullied and abused by another patient for two weeks and nothing was done about it. I was then the victim of sexual abuse by a night, uh, a night staff member who ejaculated into a cup and watched me drink his own semen. I was also then needled four times in there and not for non-compliance. It was on no, no occasion was it for non-compliance with medication apart from the first incident. In the first incident, I was corralled by six members of staff who pinned me to the floor and force medicated me. I was also force medicated on one occasion when I was sexually, I got sexually aroused and had an erection and they, as I, as I went to my bedroom to masturbate, they pulled me out of my room and pinned me to the floor and force medicated me in the clinic with a needle. These people are getting sexual satisfaction from needling people. The whole psychiatric system is a fraud. It's, it's, it's based on quackery. It's based on the logical fallacy of affirming the consequent and none of their, none of, none of the medication that they claim, claim, claim to, to be using for um, therapeutic purposes has any verifiable evidence to support its use uh, of, of any conclusive nature. Moreover, the language they use of non-compliance and compliance is one of prisoner guard or even tortured torturer, not one of patient doctor or treated treater. Indeed, this language continues to reveal that the whole arrangement of forced medication is about authority, not about treatment. It's about subordinating the individual to, to authority. Moreover, they medicate patients within this arrangement trying to get them to be docile, submissive, compliant members of a society in which the society, the framework on which that is based is within the psychiatric system. And so they have no possibility of understanding how the individual behaves outside of the institution. Um, in other words, the medication is not, is, is not mind control in the sense of its substantive chemical content, which is what they claim, but is rather in its enforcement of corporeal authority of the patient subject by the doctor, the state. In other words, you are constantly being told that your body does not belong to you, that your body is in the hands of the doctor and the doctor is the agent of state control. It's precisely this arrangement that is so abusive to those victims to such attacks. Um, couple of things that I was reading today, I've been, I, my, my aunt and uncle visited 
and they're both Mormons and they gave me a book um, by the Givens who are Terrell Givens is sort of a one of the leading theologians within the Church of Latter-day Saints um, and there's a couple of relevant things here to the situation of psychiatry um, he starts the book by talking about anxiety and how anxiety appears to be the default human condition it's important to say that it appears to be that way because there is no default human condition we are all infinitely variable and that's part of the problem of psychiatry is that it forces people into in a non-variability that they're trying to medicate people into some kind of normality and that normality is some socially constructed nonsense Um, as it says here, anxiety is more than a drain on our body and soul. It short circuits the flourishing that we are here to cultivate in ourselves and engender in others. This is a very valid point. And what the system of psychiatry does is creates anxiety. It creates corporeal anxiety by constantly telling the patient that they need something in their body for them to be um, an effective person. They're constantly reminded day in, day out, three times or four times a day, that there's something wrong with them and that they need medication. So in other words, the system is manufacturing anxiety in its subjects. As it goes on to say, the great Reinhold Neighbor writes that without freedom from anxiety, man is so enmeshed in the vicious circle of egocentricity, so concerned about himself that he cannot release himself for the adventure of love. So in other words, through the manufacturing of anxiety, the psychiatric system um, enmeshes individuals in a vicious circle of egocentricity. And it's precisely this e the egocentricity that is the heart of the problem, because psychiatry relies on egocentrism and is so scared of those who are capable of diminishing and dismissing the ego which is to say those schizophrenics and those who, those who experience schizophrenia, those who experience psychosis, because both the schizophrenic and psychotic experience are one of ego's experience. And so the system is constantly trying to reassert the ego into individuals' psyches. <clears throat> Furthermore, he talks about truth in relation to spirituality and makes the argument that no knowledge of the truth does not in and of itself short circuit the process of moral formation and spiritual growth in other words this aiming for truth that we have with the scientification of human psychology and psychiatry is just nonsense. Furthermore, he talks a little bit about neuroscience here. Neuroscience provides confirmation that as human beings, we are specifically designed, our brains are actually constructed in such a way they maximize unexpected input for our ultimate growth and advantage. This is precisely why we shouldn't be enforcing neuros 
neurological or neuro neurochemical arrangements in trying to program the human mind. Because as we grow, we constantly rewire our brains and rewrite our brain circuitry, just as we constantly rewrite our own story in our lives. And we rewrite our own brain circuitry to tackle challenges, leverage opportunities, understand the social structures around us. And now I had an argument with the psychiatrist, one of the psychiatric nurses earlier about this, and they believe that schizophrenia does exist, that it's a physical thing. But no, schizophrenia is an experience. And as Eddie Lang famously pointed out, schizophrenia is the interruption of the process of ego loss. And in fact, it's when the psychiatrists step in and begin medicating the patient in, at, which point at which point schizophrenia actually arises in the subject. So schizophrenia is a product of psychiatry, not an actual existing thing. Schizophrenia really is just the journey to the limits. It's the staring into the abyss that Nietzsche talks about. And one can go through that process without the need for medication and without the need for um, harming others, as long as he is left alone in the wilderness to engage in that process. As he further goes on to argue here, and this is something that I talk a lot about, at every waking moment, you are living the story you choose to tell yourself that gives coherence, purpose, meaning to your existence. You are not just an object among objects in an endless stream of cause and effect. You choose and navigate or you meander and drift. But in every case, witting or not, you consolidate a limited set of data points to constitute a story with you as a protagonist. We could not rise from one day to the next and engage the tempest of life without this fundamental place of beginning. I have a life and this is my story. I constantly tell people that you can look at your life in many different ways. You can look at your life as a book. You can look at your life as a poem. You can look at your life as a movie. You can look at your life as a video game. You can look at your life as many, many different things. You can look at your life as a painting. How do you want to approach your life? Do you want to approach your life as a writer, as a reader, as a painter? How do you want to approach your life? Of course, writing your story is the most important thing that you can do in your life and writing a shitty story for your life or having or allowing others to write the shitty story for your life is not something that anyone should engage in and right now I'm engaged in this predicament because people constantly keep wanting to write a story about my life that is both what did I say in my letter It's rather tragic that others continue to try to write a narrative for this part of my life that is tediously boring and uncaptivating. A seeming unconscious aggression, ego aggression you should say, designed to make them feel better about their own lack of, lack of satisfaction in the trajectory of their own lives. Constantly when I tell people that I've lived in eight countries and visited, I think it's still 47, they just show extreme jealousy and then try to project some kind of alienation or onto me some some kind of othering and then sort of begin to sort of um, engage in prejudice of some kind
but what I'm currently trying to do is get a diagnosis, a re-diagnosis Okay, I've just been informed that like they can't help me with my case and the solicitor. But anyway, I will continue to report. At the moment, I'm ratting. I've been in this hospital now for a week and have not seen a psychologist. I've not spoken to the psychiatrist one-to-one. -one. I've received no meaningful treatment, no apart from just forced medication every day. I've had no meaningful conversation with anybody apart from other patients. Um, this Signet Hospital Network in the UK is engaged in just awful treatment of patients and it needs to stop. It needs to be brought up in the press and something needs to be done to expose the total failures of this system. Um, it seems... I haven't done any research yet, but once I've got my laptop up and running, I'll start to research Signet because, of course, it's a private company for profit that is charging the NHS through the roof for its services, and they are providing pathetic services for what they are being charged. Even the food is terrible. The cleaning conditions are terrible. Um, <clears throat> it's unacceptable. <clears throat> I'm hoping that I might be able, what I want is a, is a re-diagnosis. The problem is I've looked into, the best thing that I could do would be to renounce my British citizenship because I no longer wish to be subject to the British state, which is what the problem is that I have right now. And the only way I can do that is by renouncing, renouncing my British citizenship, which costs 400 pounds and takes up to six months and requires me to be sound of mind to renounce British citizenship. So the British state is trying to avoid people like me getting their own freedom, essentially, um, which is abhorrent. So I just wish right now I've emphasized that I wish to be transferred back into the public healthcare system, the NHS, where there's greater accountability and then be free to allow either be transferred into Irish social care or be free to leave the fucking country and go to Mexico and never return to this shithole land that we call England, because it's a totalitarian nightmare. Signet, quoting Signet, we pride ourselves on patient-centered care. So whilst you're in hospital, you can expect to be treated as an individual. This is bullshit. Your individual needs will be taken into account irrespective of your gender, status, age, race, colour, religion, disability and sexual orientation. Not true. And what about disability? So, oh, corrupt fucking nonsense. And I'm just going to leave it there for now. I just wanted to update people that I'm again back to whistleblowing because... There is just abuse everywhere in these systems, and it's just shocking. I, I, I called the hospital to try and speak. The psychologist isn't around. The ward, ward round meeting that I had yesterday, which included there were six other participants, all I had time to do was speak for 15 minutes, and then they claimed after that I was non-conversational because I spoke the whole time.
that's because I needed to say what I needed to say and then wait for them to respond. And they didn't even give themselves any time to respond, which is deliberate in a sense, just to make me look like an aggressive speaker or whatever. Anyway, I'm not fucking coherent today. I need to rest and try to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do about this fucking continued Ill unlawful detention. Thank you for your time.